Hello and welcome to Mission Confidence, a special edition of the Going for Gold podcast sponsored by Philips that's designed to help you on your body confidence journey. This podcast has been created as part of our Project Body Love initiative, which is all about challenging the way we think, feel and speak about our bodies, embracing what makes us unique and putting an end to negative self-talk and embarrassment. Philips believe that hair removal should be a choice and that it looks different for everyone. If you do choose to remove your body hair, whether you prefer to take it all off or to tackle your legs, armpits or bikini line only, Philips has a range of hair removal tools to suit your needs. Over four episodes, with the help of some very wise women, we're going to be exploring confidence in its various facets and forms with the goal of helping you tap into yours. On this episode of Mission Confidence, we're exploring the topic of body confidence in summer. My guest today is Callie Thorpe, and confidence? Well, it's kind of her thing. As founder of The Confidence Corner, she speaks to hundreds of thousands of women spreading kindness, celebrating the beauty of different body types, and sharing the message that, in life, you make your own rules. Today, she shares how far she's come since being the insecure teenager who was so ashamed of her body that she covered up in knitwear on the beach, why her confidence journey is ongoing, the reason she loves having silky smooth legs, and how the Philips Lumea IPL device is helping her get there, at home and faff-free. Callie Thorpe, welcome to Mission Confidence in association with Philips. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. So, so good to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm good. I've had a bit of a hectic week. Um, I have been launching something I've been working on for a long time, which is actually to do with confidence as well, which is my uh, membership uh, for plus size women called the Confidence Corner. So it's just been a bit hectic, but I'm 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 feeling really fulfilled and happy. And then, you know, when I'm busy, I feel like I'm thriving. So it's all good and doing what you love, right? Exactly. If you could summarize what confidence means to you to you now. Um, I'd love to know that. And then I'd also love to know how you you reached that point. You're an ambassador for confidence. You're someone who people look to um, as being like a real leader in this space. But what was the journey like to you getting there? Um, I think obviously my own journey to confidence was very interesting. Like, And I always like, like to phrase it as a sort of a journey because I do kind of feel like it's not something you just wake up with. But it's definitely been a journey and my, my passion for it and in creating this space and having this conversation is really not to say here is how to be confident, but more, can we all just agree that we're all going through it and this isn't easy and it doesn't really matter if you're not confident every single day of your lives. Like it's, you know, confidence is a doing action. It's, it's something that you choose to do. You choose to show up a way that you want to show up and you don't have to be an extrovert to do that. You don't have to be lied to do that. You could just be exactly who you are and that and be confident in whatever way that feels like to you. Now, what I loved there was when you were talking about the importance of thinking of, you know, this journey to confidence. It's not linear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, but I'm now I'm going to ask you, what was your turning point on this journey to confidence? And I, and I know, <laughs> or, or were there a few? And I understand that it's it's an ever evolving thing. But are there any kind of moments that you look back on and they kind of really crystallised? Yeah. Um, your approach. One moment that sticks out is when I was looking for. Uh, a swimsuit for holiday, a holiday that I had booked with my um, then 
boyfriend, now mm. husband. Um, <laughs> and we were going away and I had been feeling really low about myself and I'd been on and off of diets and was really struggling. And I, I was looking for a swimsuit and I, I fell upon a blog, a friend of mine um, now, who's called Gabby Gregg, and she's a really kind of world-renowned uh, plus-size writer and mm. uh, advocate online. And uh, I saw that she posted about her, her wearing a, a bikini, and I'd never seen anyone in, who looked similar to my size in one. And one moment that particularly that that particularly changed me was that I decided to order a bikini like hers. And for the first time in my adult life, I, I wore a, a two piece swim set, which I'd never ever dreamed I could. And I posted it online to a, to my private Facebook, and I was mm. literally shaking because I thought, oh my god, I've all uh, you know, it's one thing to you know show up every day but it's another thing to put uh, put a bikini on and I realized that I had all these negative inner beliefs about what I couldn't couldn't wear and actually when I did share it everyone was like oh this is so great and like about time like that you should Mm. why shouldn't you wear this like you look great and lots of other women responded saying I also have been fearful about wearing swimwear some women write to me and say they don't even go to the beach or in swimwear at all so it was a big moment for me and taking that step and realizing on the other side of it once I'd posted it into you know a public forum that it was fine and I actually felt really good I felt great that day on holiday um it's hard not to feel great when you're in Barbados but (laughs) that day particularly and posting it, you know, I realized that there were many people that were going through the same thing as me and we were all ashamed to talk about it. And it kind of started that conversation then about, you know, why I wanted to challenge some of these ideals. And that really was the spike in growth uh, for me mm. and how I could use my platform to keep having these conversations. Absolutely. And it's so interesting when you're talking there, because the theme of this discussion, we're looking throughout this mini series, we're looking at confidence and all its kind of different facets and forms. Mm. And what we're looking at today is uh, specifically the, you know, confidence during the summer. And as you say there with bikini and swimwear and there's that there's that phrase, isn't it, that was it's been, you know, roundly cancelled now, but the idea of it, that you you get a summer body, and I'm using air quotes here, yeah. but you get a summer body and there is this mm. supposed expectation of what that might look like. So obviously over the over the past year, that's become quite a loaded term. It is and it suggests loaded. that in order to be summer ready, so in order to be able to enjoy the beach and the heat and the pool and the probably amazing cocktails that I'm just fantasizing about I'm just oh, fantasizing about same. that your holiday in Barbados sounds so perfect <laughs> there's a sense that women need to be summer re- so in order to be summer ready women need to become you know slim and yeah. tight and taut and flawless and and how does how did that summer season how did that used to affect your confidence well I think I to I think the reason why that I mean it's like exactly what you said it's very loaded now and I think it's kind of like generally understood now that that is complete nonsense and that you know whatever body you have is a summer body and doesn't matter and I think but to bring to to answer your question like how it used to be for me I I it it wasn't a good feeling and I remember being in sixth form and going to the beach with friends um like one afternoon on a really hot day and it was absolutely scorcherino. And I sat on the beach in leggings and a cardigan because I couldn't bear the thought of sitting 
in shorts or sitting in a bikini whilst all my friends you know were going in in the water and you know whatever else they you know just chilling out and feeling cool and I would just sit there and and sweat and feel boiling and so self-conscious because I just was so insecure about the way I looked and I actually think that is so sad and I look back and think I miss it on a lot of things because of those feelings especially at a time when as you say you're at school Mm. that's when you you know there's that all the ideal that you should be able to be kind of like young and carefree and go mess around and the fact that those belief systems and those structures had made you feel so uncomfortable you were so uncomfortable in yourself that you had to almost make yourself uncomfortable I literally mean physically uncomfortable as I said like I you know imagine when imagine it being 30 degrees or however hot and sitting in leggings and a cardigan I mean it's just it was just so yeah and I just and that's the thing and I got I got very used to that uncomfortable feeling because I and I one one thing I continued to do a lot through a lot of my life was try and make myself as small as possible you know I didn't want to be seen in certain things I didn't want to be seen eating in front of people I didn't there was lots of things that limited me from really being you know a fulfilled happy person Mm. I was always happy I was always smiling I was always you know cheerful and you know the bubbly what they term Melange as the, the bubbly fat friend and it was but I was I was pushing down a lot of you know hurt feelings and I was pushing down a lot of insecurities and I look back and I just think I wish that someone had told me that I don't owe anybody anything and that I can just be me and I don't have to change myself I don't have to meet these requirements to 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 be to have a happy life absolutely and that you should be able to enjoy the the changing of the seasons the fact that it got to nearly 30 degrees in the UK Mm. in the summer (laughs) you should should have been able to enjoy that and yeah it's it's really it's really sad to hear you talk about that Mm. um and kind of all the more amazing to think that at the point at which you've got to now and I want to know something that you are an advocate for and something um that I personally find really interesting is this idea of um, body neutrality. Yes. So how has this fed into your ability now to kind of go easy on yourself and like enjoy the balmier weather without feeling like you're falling short of someone else's standards? Exactly. Yes. So body neutrality is something that I've tried to adapt more into my, into the way I use my platform and the way I speak about myself and other people. Um, Because, well, first of all, Body positivity itself is, was a political movement, and it's and it's absolutely incredible. But it was it was started mm. by by black women. It was started as a political movement, and I think a lot of it has been co opted now. So, the, the the idea of moving towards neutrality is is more to me more of a uh, I want to take up less space in that in that in that community as well to ensure that the right yeah. people are getting their voices heard. But also, neutrality to me is about um, not focusing on this idea of constant self-love. I do advocate for self-love. I think it's an incredibly powerful, um, wonderful way to tap in to yourself and what you need and I think loving yourself is absolutely amazing but I don't I don't always think that has to relate to your physical body I think loving yourself can mean everything but your body as well Mm. Um, and so neutrality to me is also about that addressing the points that you know you can actually feel neutral about yourself you can wake up one day and neither love yourself or hate yourself but just be and I think if we I almost hope that we all get to that point because 
to be honest with you, it can feel as stressful and as anxiety inducing to be told that you always must love yourself and that you're not quite positive enough about yourself. It, It kind of leans into that, you know, toxic positivity vibe. And I think that's not helpful either. We can just we can just be okay with just doing the very best we can, which is accepting that there will be times because of what we've been taught. I mean, these things are literally taught to us from childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that these kind of the gender norms were taught, everything. This is all inside of us. And so we, we're all going to continue to, one, look at ourselves at some days and not like what we see. And we're exposed to a lot online and social media. You know, we're exposed to photoshopping left right and center filters on every single app possible where you know it's it's hard to escape it so it's understandable that people go back to that place where they are judging themselves and we should Mm. never judge people for that I never ever judge people for feeling that way is it that so as well as you so you shouldn't be tearing like your the way your body looks apart but also it's about going easy on yourself exactly to say that even if you don't feel 100% positive and 100% celebratory all the time that doesn't mean you're a rubbish person or that doesn't mean that yeah. you're kind of giving in to all these value systems that you're trying to divorce yourself oh uh, yeah and I think that's a hard one in, in a hard line to toe like I'm I'm a feminist and so you know obviously I have lots of strong views about certain things but then I also feel guilty sometimes when I say you know that I I do like to wear makeup I do like to feel good and you know I also don't I try and not judge people and I try and give empathy and understanding to people that choose to want to change their bodies or choose to want to or even with the comes down to filters people who choose to use filters it's not Mm. it's not an attack against me that someone else feels that way it's not an attack against anybody who's being an advocate and speaking out against this what we what we need to reflect that on is is the societal beauty standards that are put on us that we're seeing and that's why we're seeing a a pushback against it you sound like you have just such a sensible and doable and really inspiring approach. So thank you so much for thank sharing you. that with us. Um, and as we we're saying, it's an ever-evolving journey. Yes. And, um, but I am very intrigued as to what's kind of in your confidence kit right now. So I'm thinking yes. um, rituals, habits, um, routines, anything you're reading, anything you follow on Instagram, what kind of things that you do help you to feel like this the best version of yourself? Um, I mean, there's lots of things. I think um, I I always talk about. It feels like I'm I'm sort of saying a lot of the things I've been saying to to my entire uh, confidence community lately because I've literally just you know been talk, did a whole, actually did a five day self love challenge where we covered a lot of these subjects and one of the pillars was self care. I believe there's two types of self-care. There's there's the critical daily, I must take care of myself, basic human needs self-care. And then Mm. there's the lovely, nice self-care, which is the bubble baths, the masks, the light a candle, the this, the that. So I'll start off by saying the critical self-care, which is something I have not entirely been giving myself this week because it's been very hectic. But Mm. my critical self-care, I like to say, is things like ensuring that you're getting a good night's sleep, ensuring that you're eating meals, drinking your water, getting out for some fresh air, um, you know, going, going for a walk, moving your body if you can, even if that's some gentle stretching. Um, it's ensuring that you are 
tapping into your own individual needs before you Mm. start thinking about doing the nice things. Those basic things have to be done. And I often think all of us, because we live in such a busy, hectic lifestyle that we really do forget to do some of them. This week alone, (laughs) I've been staying up from like, I've been getting up at eight and I've been going bed half one, quarter to two, just because I've had so much to do and there hasn't been enough time. And Mm. I have started in the last two days getting a tension headache. And it's, I know it's because I'm feeling tense. I'm not sleeping enough. And I, and last night I was like, I have to go to bed early. And I got into bed at quarter to 10. I switched my phone off and I was like, I will deal with what I have to deal with tomorrow it has to wait because I won't be able to show up as myself and in in and give back to everybody in the way I want to if I don't do this. So, you know, it, it def, it's important. And then on to the nice bit, which is like I call the, lo- <laughs> the lovely jubbly self-care, which I just absolutely can't get enough of. That to me looks like, you know, having an intentionally nice day. That That is like I... I did it for my birthday actually recently where I was like, I'm going to have a nice weekend and I'm going to order my favorite takeaway and I'm going to cook a meal. I made myself a playlist and I was like, it's going to be lovely and I'm going to really enjoy it. And I think when you're intentional with your time and you're like, right on Friday, I'm going to have a night where I run a bath and I put a podcast on and I pour myself a glass of something wine or non-alcoholic whatever that might be or feel to you I'll do my self-care bits like I'll get in the shower I'll use every single fancy scrub I've got I will (laughs) exfoliate myself so I'm like a lovely soft silky dolphin (laughs) I will shave my I will shave my legs I will put a face mask on I will go and do my IPL treatment I will sit in I'll paint my nails I'll you know I just go like really just do all the nice bits put on Grey's Anatomy which is just back on which I absolutely love I love crying my eyes out just for fun it's my it's my side (laughs) hobby um I just love doing those nice things so Phillips have brought us together today and I know that you've been using the Phillips Lumea at home IPL system for some time now how have you been getting on um well I've been I started working with them last summer and they first that first tried their at-home IPL device um, and I was really nervous because I've always I usually quite nervous about anything at home because I'm like can I do this do I need someone professional I'm always just like oh I'm gonna break something I'm gonna you know <laughs> but it's so it was so easy and smooth and brilliant and uh, it was especially um, good for me because also like I really want to speak to my audience about um you know, a lot of a lot of plus size women have, have spoken to me previously about kind of feeling too nervous to go to salons and having things done. You know, will the bed fit me? Uh, will the will the the person doing this be nice and not judgmental? Like all these different things that mm. I think a lot of maybe smaller bodies wouldn't necessarily have to think about, but we yeah. do. Um, so it was really good to like be able to feed back to that com- my community as well and be like, let me try this to see how it goes. And um, it's been to be honest with you, it's been great because, um, I started using it and it's, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was. I thought it was going to be painful. It wasn't, it was totally fine. I always, I, I mean, I don't always shave my legs, but whenever I shave my legs, I try and make a habit of once I, when I do like one of my nice fancy self-care days, <laughs> I'll be like, right, do that, do your IPL, moisturize within with an inch of your life so you look absolutely fabulous and feel great and it's just it is it's it's just become like part of like my other routine now because it's just I leave it I leave it in a space I can remember it I have it in my um in my bedroom and I just 
do what everyone else does, I, I like to think, and I come and sit on the edge of my bed in my clothes for about four hours before I get actually do anything. And uh, <laughs> I just do it then, which is great. I put a podcast on or something or whatever I'm f- fancy doing or a good playlist, and I just do it. It's great. It's been, it's definitely been easier than I ever thought it would be. Fabulous. And have you seen any good results using the Philips Lumea? My legs have definitely seen a lot less um hair growth it's definitely reduced in terms of like if it feels like thin, like almost thinner like it's growing back like a lot less if when it does and it, and, in, and the time between the growth is a lot less as well great so yeah. less maintenance yeah le- I just have to shave my legs a lot less than I usually do which in general is always I never as I said I'm not the best at shaving my legs as it is anyway so the fact that it saved me time is just brilliant so it's, it's fab for me it's been so great to talk to you about all things kind of body confidence and self-care and kind of before we go you've got so much wisdom Um, that you share with people in your community often and it'd be great if you could share a few pearls with us so I think as we were saying at the start the pandemic era has been really tough on people's relationships with their bodies yeah Um, and if anyone is feeling the pressure to you know as we said there isn't no judgment if people do want to to change their body but if Mm. they feel if they're feeling pressure to change their body in a rapid and unhealthy way or or maybe they're shunning invitations like you know, high school Callie was to kind of do things that they find fun because they don't feel like they're emerging having had some, you know, sort of lockdown glow up. Again, I'm using lots of air quotes in this episode. Um, (laughs) What would would you want them to know? I think we always have this idea that um, body changes or weight gain is something really terrible and really bad, but it, it... your your body just does what it feels it needs to to get you by and if you've had to if you you've you know maybe lent more on on food or what whatever or whatever comfort lying around a lot more so have I so have many of us you know when you're going through traumatic difficult situations it's not like everyone had the urge to get up and start you know working out every single day great thing if you did that's brilliant for you and for some people that works but it's not going to be for everybody and that's okay I just think this immediate pressure as well that everyone had to use this time to come out the other side as a new and improved version of themselves that that makes me sad because it's like gosh this was actually a really difficult time and some people you know way more difficult than others it's been a lot so I think just be just be be aware of that and remember that you're doing the best you can and that's okay and then I think just to end it on really a a kind of more of a positive uplifting vibe is in just to say that no matter what happens you are still going to look absolutely fire no matter what because (laughs) honestly you're going to look absolutely great because let's remember that weight gain or gaining weight or losing weight is not a reflection of our worth. It doesn't matter. You're going to look absolutely hot. Wherever, whatever you do, you're going to feel amazing. I want you to put on your best outfit when you're ready for it. When things start to open up and you feel comfortable enough and you feel safe and you feel like it's my time, I'm ready to go, put on your best lipstick. And I tell you something now, it doesn't bloody matter. So long as you feel good in yourself, that's all that matters. I just think, just be kind to yourself in even in those situations when you feel bad because there will be another day you'll wake up another day and you'll feel good we all every day is a different no as I said as we both said at the beginning it's not linear 
So just go with the flow and let yourself be and let yourself feel the things. And um, hopefully you'll be able to enjoy a lovely summer uh, feeling just great because you're alive and well and just live in life in the way you choose to not following rules Mm. just being who you are because that's the most important thing absolutely absolutely and just as you're saying that I was thinking as we were kind of almost debunking the whole kind of summer body thing Mm. earlier in the way that there are no rules for the way that your body should look in terms of its size or shape there are no rules for what you we were there talking about you know shaving our legs and doing our IPL but it's the same thing isn't it with body hair yeah there are absolutely no rules and no standards it's about what she what helps you feel good Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said it a million times, but like for me, I, the reason why I love having silky smooth legs is because I absolutely, there isn't, to me, there is no better feeling in the world than getting into fresh bedding on a Sunday night with silky legs. It's just, for me, it's just like chef's kiss. It's just the perfect thing. <laughs> and I appreciate that's, you know, not for everybody. And I never would hold anyone to that. You know, that's just me. That's just what I love. I don't, to be honest, I don't care what about physically having fit hair or people seeing it, but it's just the way it makes me feel. And I just think, yeah, absolutely. Again, this is all about body autonomy, guys. You know, like everything that we do, you should respect yourself decisions and you respect the decisions of others like less I think the biggest problem we all have is the judgment we put on ourselves and other people if we let go of that judgment we'd all feel a lot better about everything I think (laughs) because we just got to let people live their lives so long as you're not hurting anybody with your decisions then go ahead flourish and live go for it absolutely well I think what better place what better place to end Callie Thorpe thank you so much for coming on the show it's been so good to chat so good to be on here and I feel very uplifted chatting with you so thank you very much for having me You've been listening to founder of The Confidence Corner, Callie Thorpe, on Mission Confidence, a special edition of the Going For Gold podcast sponsored by Philips, designed to help you on your body confidence journey. This podcast has been created as part of our Project Body Love initiative. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you register for the Project Body Love event that's running between the 15th and 16th of May. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes. Mission Confidence will be back next week. Tune in then.